Squad special teams, my god, yeah. that's amazing. Oh, by the way, we started the show. Oh, we did, yes. Oh. Welcome to the Under the Hoodies podcast. I am your host, Tony Denicola, joined once again by Pete Stitz. Petey, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I am great, man. Let's talk some football. Oh, my god, I'm how what did you think of the games this weekend? You came over to my place. Um, people don't know, I'm very into the NFL. I the weather here in upstate New York is quite nice still. I put the big screen outside. I even put a mini TV underneath so PD Boy could watch his uh, Bills versus Jets. Just... It was like everything I could have hopefully have wished for when I was like seven. Yeah. Just, you yeah. know. Your parents tell you like, out oh. outside watching football. It's like, oh, you need you need to spend more time outside. You're yeah. watching too much TV. And, and here I am outside with TVs. It was just, you know, it was a seven-year-old's yeah. dream. Yeah, this is what happens when 30-year-old men, man, you know, man-childs uh, get the idea like, oh, hey, you know, it's nice out. Let's bring the TV outside with us. So, yeah. I, I love the future. Yeah, it's amazing. But, you know, I had to put the the Bills-Jets game in the little TV because uh, I mainly watch the Red Zone channel, and the Bills don't often appear on Red Zone, neither do the Jets, because you have to be in said Red Zone, unfortunately. That's that's a low blow. Sad but true. You want to talk about your Bills quick? How do yeah, you feel? let's just get it over with. First um, place in the AFC East. Yes, I actually screenshotted uh, the standings earlier today and set it as the background on my phone because it will never happen again. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, you know, I, I said this to, uh, I said this to somebody earlier, uh, uh yesterday actually, um, you know, cause they were like, oh, your bills look pretty good. I'm like, yeah, they look, they were like the varsity high school football team beating up on like the, the modified, pop, like, the pop Warner yeah. kids, you know, like they just, yeah. The kids who just run the ball because yeah. they don't have any, any little kid who can actually throw no, it. I mean, I, every I, play is a pitch to the right or the left. I, I'm surprised the jets didn't run it into their own end zone at one point. I mean, oh, that's God. how bad they look. But fumble 2.0. <laughs> God, the Jets! It, God, this team—they used to be so good, you know. And that's and that's the the I guess that's the downfall of it is I mean, yeah. you know, like they went They're, to the conference championships two years in a row. Yeah, you know their defense was outstanding when you had you know Darrell Rivas and uh, uh, Antonio Cromartie. I mean, they they had. Yep. decent guys. Dude, I they, mean, their player personnel, man. Their they defense didn't draft was, properly. Their defense was was scary. It was like yeah. you didn't want to play the Jets, and now it's like, oh, the Jets and eh, whatever. Yeah, now the last vestige of good defense, they traded off to the Seahawks for yeah. a ham sandwich. Well, that's all right. We did the same thing with our players of the Patriots, so what do you want? Yeah. It happens. But the main reason I want to talk about this game is not so much on the field, because let's be honest, the game is kind of a snooze fest. The Bills, you know, not all that impressive, but they won the game as they should. But off the field, Bills Mafia, week one, playing like it's the postseason for Bills Mafia. They are in rare form, my friend. What did you what did you think of the fans? Just just anyone listening, just go online on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, just type in Bills Mafia, one word. Or go to Deadspin, because that's the, uh, or Deadspin, the yeah, fan page for Bills Mafia. Absolutely. I mean, you just there are things on there that you will just not be able to unsee. Yeah, I'm going to try to talk it about it brutal. in a PG-13 way. I don't know if we can. Oh, oh, I, I can't. I don't know. I mean... I'm very creative. Give me some credit. All right, all right. Do you want to talk about uh, the fans getting caught between the cars? Yes. Uh, well, there were two instances, apparently. The first one, uh, oh, a woman tweeted out about where uh, she said she um, happened to, how do I put this? Uh, she was walking by. She was a witness to, yes. uh, shall we call a Billy Joel. <laughs> no, come on. I love Billy Joel. Don't do that to me. Oh, that's going to ruin it for you? <laughs> hey, it it, it could have been worse. It could have been the back door. It could have been Rick James. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, she was witness to a Billy Joel in the... Um, well, here's the thing. 
there was a picture that went online on Twitter of a Billy Joel being performed in a bathroom. And the picture was of the feet underneath the stall. And this, you know, apparent witness came out and said, no, that's not the Billy Joel that I saw. The Billy Joel I saw was on the parking lot in the grass lots between two cars. So we get not one, but two instances of fellatio. And not only that, but uh, the uh, the occurrence outside, apparently uh, the, well, I'll, I'll use football terms, uh, apparently the receiver yeah. um, uh, noticed the uh, passerby and just kept going with a <laughs> thumbs up, gave yes. her a smile and a thumbs up. Which, if your buddies catch you getting the Billy Joel, that is the appropriate response. I, I, but it wasn't a buddy, it was a total stranger. Just hey. just caught him doing it and just say hey, thumbs up. Hey, I mean, hey. you know what? Props to him. Because, well I mean, what, what are you going to do? You know, double tap on the back of the head, make, make a stop? I yeah. mean, it's not, you know, I just, I guess, finish it off. I know? mean, this isn't the first instance we had of Bill's Mafia and their sexual escapades. No. We had the uh, classic oh. uh, butt funnel of yep. the underage girl last year, where yes. the. Um, the receiver of said butt funnel was on parole. Yes. <laughs> Not supposed to drink alcohol. Got busted by the Orchard Park PD for that one. And then uh, we also had, which is very near and dear to my heart because I had a personal story with this, the um, the gentleman porking a uh, fine young lady in the grass lots between a couple of cars. Now, this is personal for me because I came into work that next day while I was living in Buffalo. And I happened to say to a coworker, like, oh, my God, dude, did you see Twitter? Did you see the video of these two going out in the grass lots? And he's like, yeah, that was my buddy. <laughs> Not kidding. Dead serious. Like, it really was his buddy. And I'm like, well, you know, was that his girlfriend, his wife? Like, oh, no, he just met her at a tailgate. Bill's Mafia, ladies and That is and Bill's Mafia. That is at Bill's its, Mafia. At its best. I at, mean, its, it, at its apex. The and then that... let's not forget the tables. Oh yes, we, there, there were. Oh, yes. We had a Bills Mafia member power bomb, a, a great power bomb, might I add, a nine point five out of ten. I that give was, it nine point five moon salts out of ten. That was Kevin Owens esque right there. It, Even uh, Kevin Owens would be proud. Great pop up power bomb. My only issue with this is that he power bombed a Jets fan through that table. The Jets fan sold it like John Cena in his prime, like just kick out at one and a half. Yes, didn't stay down. Yep. Jets fans, even going through a table, you can't perform well. Can't right. perform on the field. Can't perform well at the tailgate. What are you people good for? Well, they're good for just being ragdolls to at least throw them through the tables, I, yeah. I suppose. But I'll but, tell uh, you, I'll tell you what the Jets are good at: impregnation. Mainly Antonio Cromartie. Oh, I was going to say, you're going to have to elaborate on that one. You're not going to believe but... this, but Antonio Cromartie is welcoming his 14th child into this world. His third, count him third, since having a vasectomy. I, wow, it's been that long. Because I, I remember hearing the news when... Uh... He had the vasectomy in 2013, four years no, ago. No, I, I know. I, still I'm saying I, I remember uh, hearing the news um, that he was expecting the 14th. I didn't realize it's been that long already since I heard, wow. Well, yeah, his hey. sixth with his wife. And six I think, with his wife. He's got 14, six with his wife. Doesn't even make it 50% with his own wife. It's, yeah. You know, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I mean, he... The guy made, the guy made millions... What kind of millions? third down conversion percentage is that? The guy... <laughs> My God. Cromarty, <laughs> like, wrap it up, man. Seriously, you make you, you were making millions of dollars. You couldn't spend 10 bucks on a box of condoms? I mean, yeah. come on, you know? We I mean, hear it under the hoodies are advocates all, for I safe would, sex. I would sue the doctor that gave him the vasectomy. Well, I'm pretty sure, I bet you they signed some agreement where it says it's not 100%. That's how they get away with it. If, if they say no. it's 99.9% effective, there's that one small percentage. Well, and that's how they can get away with it. Well, you know what, he's probably... Go back for another one! He's probably thinking to himself, you know, if a vasectomy didn't do it, a, a, a thin piece of rubber isn't going to do it. Dude, I mean, what is, what's his child support payments look like? Because they, from what I understand, and I don't have kids, but from what I've heard from people who've been divorced, they... They garnish your wages or take a percentage of your wages at the time. So the fact that he's a millionaire right now playing in the NFL, he's not going to be a millionaire his entire life. No. So he's got to pay that for oh, yeah. how many years? I mean, 14 kids I, yeah, times 18 years, years. divide Jeez. by pie. My, my head hurts thinking about it. Insane. No. I, so I, let's move on to actual football. Yeah, let's talk some uh, on the field yeah, stuff here. Let's talk about, um. oh, I don't know. How about that beatdown that my – Dallas Cowboys head against that vaunted New York Giants defense. Do you want to do a shout out to anyone in particular uh, with regard to this win, by the way? Oh yeah, uh, Kayla. Yeah, uh, yeah. You owe me on that bet, by the way. By the way, as an avid Bills fan, I 
do also hate both of these teams. Uh, <laughs> please refer to early '90s Super Bowls. So uh, you know, I, I I'm sh- actually just gonna let I'm gonna let you talk about this one because it just it, it it sickens me to just you know talk <laughs> about either of these teams. So yeah, you go right ahead. And you know, I try not to shove it in people's faces, but when it's a rivalry game, a division game, and when I've heard all summer long from you Giants fans. We got the Cowboys number. You can't get past our defense. Our defense is stifling. One of the best in the leagues. You'll never beat us. Well, the Cowboys on all nine of their offensive drives went into Giants territory. The Cowboys didn't have one three and out against that vaunted Giants defense, which is a top five defense in this league. You know what impressed me the most about that game? was Dak Prescott. Not for the numbers that he put up, because, you know, they weren't stalwart by any means. They weren't, you know, fantasy worthy. What impressed me about him is his understanding and command of the playbook in his second year. He was audibling out. They were running the no huddle for most of the game. He would see the blitz packages. He would see the schemes. He would call out the coverages. He would change at the line. You know, if he saw a blitz coming from the left, he would option to a run to the right. Or he would, you know, have the, the outlet to the tight end. Prescott has grown leaps and bounds that, from year that one was, to year two. He, he was a steal in the fourth round oh, for you guys last year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was, we lucked out by if, far. If you want to, he was maybe our sixth pick, as far as like our sixth option, as far as like quarterbacks. Right. right. Like that was not um, our go-to at all. We no. thought we thought Roman was going to start, and then you know, fortunately, Kellen Moore broke his leg in the in the preseason, and then Dak just steps up. He wasn't even our first our first option as a draft pick. We weren't going to take Prescott originally. No. He just kind of fell to us. And we how wanted many, uh, Connor and, and, Cook from uh, Michigan State. That right. went to Oakland. I mean, you, you look at you look at a guy like Dak Prescott, who, I mean, he, he's clearly a uh, an NFL NFL playoff uh, type quarterback. He's I mean, a franchise is, quarterback. He's a he's franchiser. Ten to twelve well, years. He's he's a franchiser, but I'm saying like he's a franchiser in the way that like I can see this guy going to the playoffs with the best of the best in the league, and being perfectly fine. Yeah. Okay. He did it and last you, year against guys, Green Bay, and you guys have uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, he struggled and you guys, the first and then half you have and guys, brought him back. You have guys like Jared Goff, who were first overall, first round, first pick, and he looks like a kid out there. I mean, you look he at a guy. He did look like, good this week. But he we'll looked good see. this week, but that's again, against a very, I'm, very I'm, weak Colts team. Fair enough. Yes, absolutely, I agree with that. Um, you know, and I'm also referring to. My, much if not all of last year, whenever uh, however many games he ended up playing last year, which I think was maybe half the season. Yeah. Um. But even so, I mean, he he you know he looks like a kid out there. Even yeah. Dak Prescott last year. Maturity, man. I mean, he just you look at this kid and you're like, this this guy's a rookie. Yeah, he owns the taken, moment. Taken in the, the fourth moment round. is not bigger I mean, than he's him. not. You know what I mean? Like, how did he not get on first round scouting reports? Yeah. I watched a ton of them in Mississippi State, and I was blown away. Like I was like, I, mean, I love this how kid. Did this, how did this guy just completely fall off the radar? It just shows and, you what a crapshoot not... the draft can be. Jeez. Like, I mean... Especially at the combine. The, you know, these scouts fall in love with the numbers. Sometimes yeah. it's more what, what's going on between the ears. And Dak Prescott has it in spades. The way he just commanded that offense and controlled it. I, guess, I mean, you know, we saw the games last year. Giants dominated the Cowboys. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. we had no idea what we were doing on offense. And now this time, to... like you said, it just it just goes to show. I mean, it's it's a crapshoot, and and just to put it into perspective, Tom Brady, arguably, love him or hate him, arguably one of the, the best greatest. quarterbacks, yeah. if not the greatest quarterback of all yeah. time, picked 199th yep. overall in 2000 yeah. in the sixth Some round. Some of your best quarterbacks, sixth round pick, diamonds in the rough, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean. Undersized guys, even like Drew Brees, everyone knocked him for his size, and he, you know, he's been a phenomenal. Dak's quarterback. not even that big, is he? No, Dak's got some good size. Does he? Nah. I mean, did you see Dak's legs? Because uh, Chris Collinsworth cannot stop talking about him on Sunday Night Football. It got weird. <laughs> it got like strangely weird. Talking about his quads Chris, and his hamstrings. Chris Collinsworth is a weird guy to begin with. I was yeah. never, never the biggest fan. I mean, I, I no. love Al Michaels, don't get me wrong, but I think even Al Michaels is like, you know, Chris, tone it down. Yeah, and that's going to be a good segue into, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, commentating. I wanted to talk about some of the highs and lows this week. because well, we you might as some... well keep it with your Cowboys and talk about Romo. Yeah, Tony Romo. I mean, I'm trying to just not be a complete chill for my Cowboys, but... I mean, I think Twitter agreed with me that he was phenomenal in his debut as a color man. Just, especially when you compare him to his predecessor, Jim Nance, 
Or no, I'm not sorry, not Jim Nance. I mean Phil Sims. Phil sorry, Sims, yeah. yeah. God, I love Nance, but Phil Sims. I mean, even Giants fans hated Sims, and he was their he was their freaking quarterback. Like, but just the he energy. farted a lot on camera. Yeah, yeah. Literally, <laughs> yeah. just would let yeah. it rip. I mean, to the point where you know Jim Nance is like he had to leave. He had yep. to get up and leave. Yeah. And there's there's classic the, footage. YouTube it. Uh, you know, just put in uh, you know, Phil Sims farting. Uh, you'll you'll find a bunch of videos. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was just amazed at, at Romo, just the energy he brought, the enthusiasm. Yeah. It just it made me feel more interested in the broadcast and what the commentators are saying. And the fact that he's, like, a clairvoyant. You can tell, you know, that he's been a franchise quarterback in this league for, you know, over a decade. Just the way he, he could read the defense perfectly, you know. He said, you know, he's looking at the formation. He's like, okay, if the safety pulls up to the right, they're going to option to a left run. And three seconds later, they do exactly that. He was calling out the plays before they're even happening. Like we don't see any color guy right now doing that. And I think it's amazing. It's, it's fun to watch. It brings a whole new wrinkle into the game. Well, and, and you know, he's, he's used to the way the game is played. I mean, it hasn't, you know, changed all that much since he's played. So he, yeah. he knows what yeah, to he's expect, fresh on the field. Yeah. It, yeah I, I don't know how many times I hear, you know, these guys are just like, Oh wow, this is, you know, this is brand new. This, they didn't have this when I played. And it's like, well, yeah. Yeah. Cause you haven't played in 20 years. Yeah. Like Trent Dilfer. Exactly. That's how he comes you know, out saying so, all the smack and, Right. So, you know, you've got Tony Romo who was actually on the field in the last, you know, five years when things started to make, you know, big, bigger changes and whatnot. So he, he knows what to expect. Yep. And I can't wait for uh, Sunday, November 5th when KC comes to Dallas and Romo will be commentating that game. That'll be a good game. The homecoming for Romo. That'll, That'll be, be awesome. a great game. Uh, so that's a, a, a good commentary debut. Let's talk about a uh, not so good one for a former Buffalo Bills head coach. Rex Ryan. And Jets. Don't just put it on the Bills. Okay, yes. Yes, I'm sorry. But, dear Lord, what? That opening monologue he had, I had no idea what he was talking about. Was that supposed to get me excited? If that's any indication of the pregame speeches he gives to a team, like, dear Lord, man. I, I gotta tell you. No wonder I, they were I both mediocre. Kind of just tuned it out. I, I didn't even God. absorb it. You know, yeah. I just... I said to myself, oh, Rex Ryan's on TV, and that was the extent of my interest in his segment. But, um, yeah, just, uh, I mean, atrocious. two, like, two completely opposite sides um, of the spectrum there. I was actually thankful that I had to be up at 4 in the morning for work so I could only watch the first half because I just, at one point I switched over to ESPN2 when they were showing the Spanish feed. I was like, <laughs> I don't have no idea what they're saying, but at least it's entertaining. <laughs> They should, have, they should have gotten the same guy that calls the uh, the soccer games, you know. Touchdown! Touchdown! I would watch that. I would tune in uh, oh, to was ESPN Eight the Ocho for that one. And it's unfortunate too because he got paired with Beth Mowens, who was making her, you know, it, it, this is historic. You know, a, a woman yeah. being the lead play-by-play person for an NFL game. I thought she was great. I thought she did. I yeah. thought she was phenomenal. I, I no complaints Especially whatsoever. when you compare it to the dumpster fire that was Rex Ryan. And then, dear God, the just the awkward sideline reporter. I mean, Sergio Dip, this poor guy. <laughs> let's, let's play a clip of this quick. This, I don't even know what to say about this. What? <laughs> what? I you do what? commentating for NH, I mean NFL. <laughs> Hi, Mom. I hope you and Grandma are DVRing this. Help me send lunch money. I have no idea where I am. This poor guy, man. Good afternoon. Got... My name is Steve. I used to be on crack, but now I sell magazines. <laughs> <laughs> this poor guy. He's now infamous for this one. Oh, that's the. It was beauty, great. That's Everybody the knows beauty his about name. the internet. Yeah, it can I, make or break you in seconds. I woke up this the next morning. I I open up Twitter as I normally do when I'm taking you know my morning BM on my squatty potty because <laughs> I like total elimination, folks. But um, I open up Twitter and Sergio Dip is is trending, and I'm like, who is Sergio Dip? I'm like, Sergio Garcia, like the golfer? I'm like, is this a tennis player? I'm like, no, it's a sideline reporter for Monday Night Football. 
You immediately tagged me in that, and I watched it, and oh I just my, couldn't believe it. Just amazing. Amazing. But, oh my god. So ESPN, your commentators. Woof. Oh, well, this is what happens when you make, you know, those hefty talent cuts and just cut everybody under the sun. Right. And you get, you get left with this garbage. So, the game itself, um, I was very impressed by Denver. I mean, I still think... Trevor Simeon is eh, Their quarterback. Their offense has a lot of work to do. Yeah, but that defense, man, I mean. <sighs> they still look just, good. Yeah, they look great. They, they look great. And I that's mean, a I, huge win over the Chargers in division. I, I, I thought, and the Chargers were looking good at the end there, too. I mean, I yeah. honestly thought that they were going to make the comeback. and uh, That division is just Unfortunately, uh, you just uh, couldn't you know make it that second time. Actually, no, it got deflected, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, blocked. Okay, yeah. so it wasn't even really his fault. It just, you yeah. know, the, the line kind of broke down and they deflected it. So, we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, unofficially, he did technically make his first uh, NFL kick, uh, even though he got frozen, but it was, what, a 48-yarder? 48, yeah. 48 so, I mean, not yeah. a, you know, it wasn't just a chip shot. I mean, that, that yeah, definitely, you know, Under showed pressure. that he could, uh, I mean. 48's nothing, though, in that thin Denver air. I mean. Well, I mean, forty-eight yard is like a thirty-five. Roberto Aguayo would never have made it. So, oh god, that that that. He's still trying fire. to figure out that it's over the bar, not under. <laughs> He's whitey. He's whitey. Whitey. Uh, but that division, man. I mean, that, those are gonna be some fun games to watch. Oh, absolutely. And it's gonna be rough because I mean, Oakland, uh, Denver, KC. Yeah, Diego, my Cowboys play that whole division too. That's that's gonna be some uh, good matchups. Yeah, Oakland looked great in their debut. Yeah. Bills. I mean, the that Bills offense play, is clicking. The Bills play it as well. Oh, well, yeah, the Bills are screwed. Well, of course they are. Yeah, Josh Rosen. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, that's your future. They... Accept it. Be happy with sorry. it. Okay, I be. please, please. I'm, I'm really hoping that this podcast reaches someone in the front office of, of the Bills. Just just go for Rosen. Please. Just, <laughs> if you're out there, yeah, if you're or, out there listening. Or Sam anyone in the front... Darnold. I uh, messed up his name quite a bit last week. Once you say it wrong once, you just roll with it and do it continuously. That's all right. We forgive you. Yeah. At least I do. I don't know about the rest of the listeners. Yeah, but San Diego looked good. Denver looked good. Oakland looked good. Kansas City, I mean, the opener, they knock off the defending Super Bowl champs. They looked you amazing. you got three teams in the AFC West that are 1-0. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be, gonna be, that's gonna be a fun, fun division to watch. Yeah, Absolutely. I can't wait. Let's jump over to the other Monday night game, which yeah. was also fun to watch. Oh. Minnesota and New Orleans. Homecoming for Adrian Peterson. You know who uh, else is a homecoming for? Come on, take a wild guess. You know who's back? Uh, <laughs> Hank Williams Jr. I have never been so pumped to have a theme song back. I mean, that's the staple of Monday Night Football. Are you ready for some football? It is a yeah. Monday night party. You know, we dealt with a lot of, you know, racism issues back in August. Eh, Why not bring back Hank some Williams racist Jr.? crap, give it a year, it goes away. Uh, well, it took him ten. It's fine. But, this uh, is the era of President Trump. You can say uh, whatever you want. That's true. You can really say whatever you want and, you know. It's huge. It's going to be the greatest Monday night theme song of all time. Huge. That was good. I try. Yeah. It's, it's what I do in my spare time just imitate Donald Trump. I have no friends and a three month old, so what do you want? <laughs> um, That's your crew right there. That it is. I mean she laughs at anything I do. So yeah. it's really like great stuff. Shout out to the mini human that spits up on you twenty four seven. But you know what? When she laughs at every dumb thing I do, it's a boost of self confidence. Yeah. If anyone out there has really low self esteem, just have a kid. <laughs> it's great. They just smile well, yeah. and laugh at everything you do. <laughs> Unfortunately, if you have low self-esteem, you're probably not going to produce a child with the most um Listen, where there's a woman. will, there's a way. Okay? Can we talk about that quick, too? Like, shout out to your wife. For putting up with me? Yes, and <laughs> shout out to you as well, too, because honestly, your wife's a good-looking woman. I feel like you outkicked your coverage on that one. So kudos to you, sir. Uh, Special teamer of the week right here. I Petey mean, Stins. I, you know, hey, when... When the when the cards are dealt your way, you gotta you know go all in. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah. All right, back to the Monday nighter though. Uh, like you said, Adrian Peterson's return to Minnesota, and it did not go it so well. It was lackluster at best. Yeah. Wow. Lackluster is uh, pretty much the best way to put it. I mean, it. what did he what did he get? Uh, seven carries for eighteen yards, I think it was. Hang on, mm. let me bring up the uh, official stats here. Yeah. Well, I think what was even more painful too is that his replacement. Dalvin Cook, the just stud running back out of FSU, and I got to see him torch my Syracuse University football team at home last season. Um, he ran for 127 yards, broke Peterson's Vikings rookie rushing record of 107. 
I mean, that kid already looks like a star. He, Absolutely. you know, he could potentially be the Ezekiel Elliott of this season, like just the yeah. stud running back that comes out of nowhere. Him and Leonard Fournette. Uh, Peterson had six attempts, actually. I gave him one extra for 18 yards, so he averaged three yards a carry. I didn't get that signing. Um, Why would New Orleans sign Peterson? He doesn't fit their scheme at all. Peterson is a north-south bruising running back, and New Orleans just loves to chuck it all over the yard. Yeah. They love throwing the ball. I mean, they need a running back who can block, and they right. need a running back who can catch the ball in the backfield. Neither of which like Peterson Ingr- does. I, I like Ingram in their squad. Yeah. I mean, he's... And I he's, like... He's um, built and Kamara, he's the rookie for, they Oh, Kamara looks fantastic. Yeah, the kid out of Tennessee. Absolutely. I it mean, just he's, made no he would sense. Be, he would be great. Um, I was listening to uh, Fantasy Radio earlier today, and everyone's saying if, if you need a, a running back, and you know at least for stashing purposes, uh, you know in, in your deeper leagues, Kamara is definitely yeah uh, a great option. I can and see it. I, I guarantee Especially you. Especially with a PPR, he's going to get touches. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I guarantee you he's going to be and uh, Willie Sneed out for ninety five percent of your uh, waiver wires. Yeah, and Sneed's out for what three or four games? Uh, I so think it was then... four total, so he's got three more to go. Yeah, I, actually, I think he got it worked down to three. I believe. Oh, you're right. Yes, yeah. yeah yep. It was four games. He got it appealed to uh, yeah. three, um, and there was no appeal on that appeal to appeal the appeal. Unlike your boy Zeke. Yes, which is appeal squared. Which is appealed times an appeal. Uh, Zeke's appeal is appeal divided by pi. Plus an appeal. Yeah. Plus an injunction. To the fourth power. Plus an injunction. Yeah. So it's an it's an appeal of the appeal of the injunction of the original appeal of the original punishment or, or sentence, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so this thing has just, you know, this thing has this more thing has, branches this, than an Alabama family tree. Yeah. Like it's going every, every I don't know how many times Roll tide. And, and everyone's like, Oh, well, you know, he's not in the clear yet. So, you know, there's no clear way he's, I'm sorry. He's playing the entire season. Okay. There's, there's no, oh God, I hope so. <laughs> I, I'm just, I do too. Cause I, I, you know, traded so. for him to get him back on my fantasy team. But, uh, Hey, Hey, you know what? Look at me real quick. Eye to eye, okay? Yeah. Repeat after me. Yeah. No. No. One. One. Cares. Cares. About. About. My. My. Fantasy team. Shut up. <laughs> oh, I was working too. I know. Actually, I kind of, you know, saw that coming, so I timed it out. Yeah, you're but smart, anyway, man. I, um, I thought you figured it out. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, if anything, I led you on. Um, oh, hey now. <laughs> but honestly, Zeke looked great. Uh, yeah. You know, Sunday night. Um, what Cowboys you, 100, football, 140 man. scrimmage yards, you yeah. know, so biggest um, thing though is dominating that time of possession keeps their defense off the field. Yeah, absolutely. Playing ball. Um, you know, and sp- so we, we touched upon Delvin cook. We touched yep. upon, uh, uh, Kamara, uh, two rookies coming in before you get to another one real quick. I just wanted to, to just give some kudos to a guy I ripped last season, even though he set the NFL record for completion percentage, Sam Bradford. He looked amazing last night. Oh, yeah. I mean, they finally opened up the playbook. He's got some weapons. Absolutely. Oh, actually, you know, speaking of one of those weapons. um, Diggs looked amazing for once. Who is Adam Thielen? Yeah. Yeah, apparently a super special teamer. Undrafted just, out of Minnesota out of, out State, of Minnesota. I, I mean, apparently no, not Minnesota. Guy, Minnesota State. Minnesota State. How the hell is Minnesota State? Yes. Um, apparently, I don't know. Maybe this guy was like next door neighbors to you know Brock Lesnar or something. Yeah. They worked out together. He, I don't know. If I you mean, look at a just, picture of him, he looks like every average NFL offensive coordinator. Like you yeah. would just imagine a headset on him and a play sheet. But I mean, he just looks like the backup quarterback that never he, gets to play. He was ridiculous. What were you telling me earlier? He caught all eleven of his targets. Uh, no, 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 not that many. He had seven. Oh, but still, uh, seven targets. Um, he was a beast. But uh, oh, I'm sorry. Actually, no, no, no. Uh, we got to split the difference. He had uh, nine receptions. Nine receptions. Uh, Diggs had seven receptions. Yeah, but still look good. Um, but uh, nine receptions for 157. Uh, no TDs, but those are coming. Yeah. Those are absolutely what, coming. What amazed me, too, is that, you know, we we would make fun of Sam Bradford for being a check down Charlie. He had eight completions of 20 yards or more last night. Yeah. Like, that's a big play offense. Absolutely. Uh, Diggs had uh, 93 um, with the two touches. Yeah. And, then, uh, and let's not forget, they have a dominant defense so now you get something going on the offensive side of the ball that was their problem last year remember they got out to that hot start i think they started out like seven and one maybe uh, six and one something like that and then yeah. they finished the year like eight and eight 
that defense just got gassed toward the end of the year because they had to be on the field constantly. Right. Now you get the offense going a little bit. You got a running you know, game, got, some passing. You've got Thielen and Diggs on, on either side. You got Rudolph up the middle. Yeah. He's a stud. Yep. Um, you know, uh McKinnon uh for the backup to uh Cook now. Yeah. I mean that's that's he's a great McKinnon looked good back. too. He's, he looks and, great. And yeah. Cook is a beast. I mean You know, and you can uh and then Treadwell even had yeah. uh he had one reception. I mean he didn't have a hot game, he had one reception for seven yards, but still Yeah, uh, you if know, I'm the Green Bay Packers, I'm I'm feeling the heat I'm, from the Vikings nipping on their heels. I'm worrying. Absolutely. And and also Because honestly, like I don't want to go too crazy because Aaron Rodgers is an amazing quarterback, one of the best in the league. But overall, I like Minnesota's roster better than I like Green Bay's. And, and the quarterback, of course, I always take Rodgers. But overall, I like this Minnesota team better. And and also, I, I think another uh, you know s- sneaky candidate um, in the NFC North is uh, Detroit. Detroit had a heck of a comeback. Yes, I Drew Stafford threw up four four touchdowns. Yeah, I'm going to have to argue with you he on that one, the, though. He had two to the rookie alone. Because I fell in love with Detroit last year. I named Matt Stafford my Dark Horse MVP candidate. I mean, his – God, I I forget the exact number, but I believe he's like 4-26 and 26 versus winning teams. Yeah, so until Stafford can beat a winning team, I'm just – I'm not going to fall for that trap again. They're fun as hell to watch. I mean – the Cardinals. No, I mean, you don't think you don't think the Cardinals have a decent enough defense to actually, you know, give Stafford some credit on that one? Oh, the for Cardinals sure. Have, I mean, they they they've got a a very good defense. I mean, he he put up thirty five points against them. Yeah, no doubt. But I just I don't think the Cardinals are a good team this year. I I I said in the preseason, I don't I think they're going to have a losing record. I don't think they're going to be good at all. Well, so that will just further my argument about how Stafford can't beat winning teams. In well, the end. not to mention the Cardinals just lost. Uh, ah, ooh. yeah, David Johnson, David Johnson, potential MVP candidate, wow. just a stud, broken wrist out potentially two to three months, maybe a, a, surgery, a, a broken wrist, um, apparently a, a few torn uh, tendons as oh, well. God, and uh, he was on record uh, saying. But, <sighs> Wait, is my dick gonna be okay? I mean, he just does not look. That's a in legit quote, folks. <laughs> I I, re- I pray for his dick. <laughs> Hashtag prayers. But yeah, man, that's a that's brutal. I mean, that wow. was the biggest weapon they had, and yeah. I thought they might struggle this year. I definitely mm, think they'll definitely, struggle. Now. I, I would not. They be picked shocked. up Chris Johnson, I, but I mean. Chris oh, Johnson. How many? How yeah? How long has he been in the league? Yeah. Man. Honestly, if I I think they should take a shot in the dark at uh, Peterson, offer like a third or fourth rounder or fourth. What is what is his deal? I mean, like because I Peterson's? was yeah, because I was hearing that a lot today, where you know, hey, send Peterson over there, or send any of these uh, uh, running backs that are on committees, uh, I, you know, send Jeremy Hill to him. I mean, Jeremy yeah. Hill's not doing anything in Cincinnati, and they just got Joe Mixon, and they can keep Bernard yeah, so for, you know, third you down you stuff. You just get a late-round pick. I mean, yeah, you know, who, who cares? But I, I'm just curious because uh, – It looks uh, like Peterson got signed two years, $7 million, But I'm sure he could be cut next year without – Yeah, you know, and I mean, that's not even – The dead cap next year against him is $1.25 million, yeah, which is nothing. I mean, yeah, that's nothing. Arizona could easily pick you that up. You get a 32-year running back, a, a two-year deal? I – Mm, it's risky in a system that doesn't fit him at all. Not to mention signing signing uh, Kamara. I mean, yeah. I, granted, you know, with him being a rookie, I'm sure they want to you know test the waters. So they wanted a uh, a more solid you know running back with experience. He has you a know. ton of accelerators um, in his contract too. Extra yeah. million for a Super Bowl appearance, conference championship, five hundred thousand, wow. seven hundred fifty yards, six touchdowns, making the playoffs, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I don't a, think he's doing any of those because I don't think the Saints are even sniffing. That's the playoffs. all on AP's contract. Yeah. Wow. They're not sniffing the playoffs in that division. No. Tampa Bay, Atlanta. No, Tampa, yeah. That's Carolina. Uh, they're gonna run them out of the mm, out of the arena. Yeah. But so I think say. I mean I I. I could see Arizona finishing last in their division. I mean, especially up against. Yeah. Uh, I think the Rams are much improved. Yeah, that's, uh, I was they, just about to jump into that. Now, granted, they were against Indianapolis, which is just a dumpster fire this year. Yeah, um, I like that you took my term. You owe me a quarter, but yes. I, I can't. Know, say I didn't know. Term. I didn't it's know you coined term. that. Term. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I used it twice already, but yeah, no, it's it's all right. We can share things. It here. was good enough to merit seconds. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, so I think the Rams are. 
I don't want to I don't want to speak too highly on them until no. until they get some real competition. It's better um, than what we've seen though. I mean, they yeah. they scored more points than any other team this week. Let me ask you though, uh, their defense outscored I think seven NFL teams yes, by themselves. Yes, there were seven yes. NFL teams in single digits of scoring week one. Um, what is your opinion of Todd Gurley though? I mean, he's in his third. Oh, year. Todd Gurley's a beast. You think my, so? I think so. Okay. I just my thing with Gurley was that. He never had a quarterback to help him out. So you just stack eight men in the box and game over. Now they actually have some offensive weapons. But is it is it the quarterback and offensive weapons like receivers that you're referring to, or is it their O-line? Because I would think, I mean... I think it's a mixture of both. The O-line is, is much improved okay. from last year. All right. I mean, and that's I mean, fair. You know, because, you know, he his uh, yards per carry, uh, his yaks, if you will... Yeah. Um, I mean, they've they've gone down every every year, and actually, his yards per carry in uh, Sunday's game came out to an average that was lower than his overall average of last year, which was lower than his overall average of his first year. So he's mm-hmm. already on pace to be lower, arguably, uh, than you know he he's he, he keeps going on this on this yeah. downward uh, I, you know, on this decline. I give him the benefit of the doubt right now, just because we haven't seen a real team around him. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I mean he, yeah, he nineteen did, carries for forty yards and a touchdown. That's two point one per carry. Yeah, eh. you know, he 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 did look good on checkdowns. But God, golf looked good. Twenty one um, to twenty nine for three hundred six and a touch. Yeah, Your boy, Sammy Watkins five for fifty eight. He's not my boy anymore. Yeah, he'll he'll pull his hamstring getting on the plane or oh, something. Oh, he'll. I mean, someone will poke him uh, on the field and he'll just he'll shatter. I mean, yeah. He's, God, the Colts are such a thumb. He's like part, Samuel L. Jackson and Unbreakable. I mean, he, just, <laughs> yeah. you know, he trips and he just shatters. I mean, yeah. it's, I, I don't know. But that uh, would make uh, Brett Favre, Bruce Willis. I guess he's old enough to be. He's the Iron so, Man. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Colts, God, Scott Tolzien was just god-awful. Well, he's going to be god-awful on the bench next week because they are uh, starting um, Bursette. Yeah, from New Next England. Next week from New England. So. Not a bad choice. I mean, how? what does that say, too, that a guy who was just acquired, what, a week ago probably barely knows the playbook, <laughs> was, and they throw was, him in there in the yeah, opener? Yeah, he was acquired eight days before that game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and now he's the week and, two and starter. week two starter. Yeah, it's, I mean, if that doesn't, you know, if that if that's not a shot to your, your confidence, I don't know what is. But, uh, yeah, Tolzien yeah. just looked terrible out there. You know, and and I mean, when you got guys like Dante Moncrief and and T. Y. Hilton, and you know, even Jack Doyle. I mean, Jack Doyle is always good for a little surprise. Uh, you know, he'll have a shocking seventy-yard day. You know, coming out of nowhere, maybe even a touch. Yeah. But, uh, you know what might save the Colts' season too is that uh, they have some weak games for the most part coming up. I mean, three of their next four, they've got Arizona, Cleveland, and San Fran. But mind you, the Colts are not a good team, so those aren't definite wins by any means. That's true. I mean, Cleveland looked pretty pretty impressive versus Pittsburgh. They gave them a run for their money. I think the Bills could beat the Colts this year if they played them, but they don't play them. So we'll never <laughs> of know. course, we'll never know. Of course, they do have Seattle though. Oh God, that's that's the Sunday night game: Colts at Seahawks on October first. Oh, can we flex that out already? You know what? That might be the same night as Hell in a Cell. We could be saved. Hey, oh, sure. there we go. <laughs> but man, uh, I how how bad do you think it has to get for the Colts? Before they maybe say, "Hey, we're just going to shut down Luck for the year." Do you see that happening? Um, especially say Tennessee or Jacksonville or Houston get hot in that division. Nah. Typically, I, it's a weak division. It's usually eight, uh, yeah, eight, nine, and seven win it for you. I know. Um, I I don't see that happening. I I think as soon as Luck is ready to go, as soon as he's cleared, they're they're going to throw him in there. Now I'm going to use a term of yours. I'm going to play devil's advocate here because uh, if you remember. The Cowboys had a situation much similar to this two years ago when Romo got hurt Mm -hmm. in week two, went down. Mm -hmm. They expected him back in a a month, six weeks. He Mm -hmm. came back uh, for the Thanksgiving game. Yes. And they're like, if we can just tread water until Romo gets back, the division is weak. Maybe we we can win this thing. We can keep up. Romo plays in Thanksgiving game, goes down with an injury again. Now, mind you, Romo is much older. You know, mm-hmm. a lot less durable than what Luck potentially is right now. Although Luck has had his injuries. This is the second time I think Luck has missed an extended amount. I mean, he was out for the entire second year of his career. This is year four. Yeah, but he's missed He's missed um, quite a few games. And I, th- well, I shouldn't say quite I a few, say, but he's missed a I want to say he missed a few games last season as well due to an injury. So he's had, this is, I think, his third injury now. Yeah. Because he, he played all 16 games his rookie season. 
he was out. Yeah, he was out the entire second year, his sophomore year, his, his junior year, meh. And now here he is in his senior year, and and uh, you know back on back on the uh, the pup list. So, um, I, I I don't know. I mean, because like you said, I think you if know, they get Romo, far out of the race. I shut him down, man. Well, I mean, that would be a logical move, yes, but that's not to say that that's what they would do. I mean, desperation yeah. does weird things to people, you know. I mean, he, uh, from for my money, he's the most valuable player in the league. He does more for his team than anybody else. Without, in, in the league? Yes. Most without valuable player in the league? Oh, to his that's... team. Maybe to his team. I'm Without tr- luck, I'm the tr- Colts are a dumpster fire. Well, yes. With okay. luck, they're potentially a playoff team. Okay. All right. Okay. So I, gotta, I, I was, yeah, I was sorry, trying to, I was I trying to figure that. out your 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 rationality because yeah. I, I thought I, you were saying good like, for you know, probably six or seven additional wins when he plays. Yeah. Minus his back. I mean. Yeah. I mean, we we saw the Patriots last year go three and one without without Brady. We've seen the Pittsburgh Steelers without Wait, Roethlisberger uh, wins. Remind game. me, what who was that one loss against? I can't remember. Oh, you guys beat a third string quarterback. Can can I can I remind you of last week when I told you about the stat that every single time since I think 2001 that your Buffalo Bills have beaten the Patriots, they've won the Super Bowl that year. Just keep playing that card. All right. All and you right. got two games against them in December, so good luck with that when they well, play their best you know, football. Hey, maybe, you know, Brady will uh but I mean, <laughs> you know, break an arm, I don't know. Oh, here we go. Yeah. No, yeah, I got to deal with Garoppolo. Here's here's the here's the thing. This is my this is my theory. Uh, so the Bills have not made the playoffs since Brady came into the league in in 2000. Um, he was drafted the that April after the Bills, the Bills played. Their... The Bills have made the playoffs since Brady was in college. I yes, believe, 22. Yeah, no. The the Bills the the last playoff game that the Bills played was January of 2000 against Tennessee. Yep. Okay. Music Bra- City Miracle. Yes. Yep. It was a lateral pass. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Uh, Brady was drafted that April. The yep. Bills have not made playoffs since. So my theory is we won't make play- the the the, the so season. You're saying you have to season, kill Tom Brady. Exactly. The season after <laughs> Tom Brady is no longer in the league, the Bills will make the playoffs. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. All right. All right. Hashtag Bills That's Mafia. Fine. Hashtag tables. <laughs> Hashtag tables. Hashtag butt chug. Hashtag Billy Joel. <laughs> Um, but you know what, uh, can I jump to a team that I think has a legitimate shot of, uh, if, if they were to face, um, New England in the conference championship, I think that they would have a legitimate shot at beating them. So you're talking AFC team then? Yes. Ooh. I think, I mean, I, 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 I yeah. think, I mean, I made the prediction, uh, you know, last week when we talked about, you know, Super Bowl contenders and we said, uh, we both agreed on New England and Dallas. Yep. But I think if this team were to make it to the conference championships, I would not be shocked if they had a sliver of a chance of legit of, of of beating New England and making it to the Super Bowl. And I'm I'm going to say Oakland. Yeah. Oakland looks looks damn good. Yeah. And as long as they can stay healthy, I, I mean I injuries can't argue that. injuries Well, that's what killed them last year when Carr went down. Him. Yes. Yeah. He went down, he he broke his pinky right in half, which was disgusting to watch. No, he broke his leg. That's what kept him out. No. I thought it was the it was the pinky thing. Didn't no. he like? He did that earlier on, I believe. But then wait, no, he broke his no, leg. No, he broke. I know he broke his pinky. I mean, it, he was under center in the Stafford center. is the one who busted his finger. Well, I know Carr broke his finger too, because he it was under center. He took the snap and his pinky like bent backwards and snapped in half. But actually, you might be right. I think he did have a leg injury as well. Um. But anyway, I mean, if they can all yeah, stay healthy, I mean, yep. you know, Cooper. <sighs> Broken fibula. Okay. Bro- yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, Cooper is, he's a great receiver. He's a stud. He just needs to know that. Yeah. Have people seen he him, has, he the has, 15, 20 pounds of muscle he put on the offseason? Dear Lord. And and that's great. He came but out like a linebacker. at the same time, he's still shaky in the red zone. Yeah. They, you know, Carr tar- Car will target him, uh, you know, for a, a touchdown pass, and he will hesitate, and that'll cost him the catch. He missed, I think, uh, seven of his targets this past week. I think he was targeted 12 times, and he reeled in five. Granted, one of them was for a touchdown, but, yep. uh, I mean, he could have easily had a second touchdown. Yeah. You know, uh, but on the other side, you got Crabtree, who's always good for red zone action. Yep. 
You got the um, return of beast mode. Who you got? You got doing typical Marshall, beast mode things. Exactly, and, running and through brick I, walls, I really, carrying people with him. I really hope Jack Del Rio, if they make it to the Super Bowl, doesn't. Oh it's not like deja vu, and, he, and they're at the two yard line, and they're like, "Hey, let's not give it to Marshawn Lynch." Yeah. Like you know, uh, I hope he learns from Pete Carroll's uh, mistake. Well, um, Romo brought it up perfectly. He predicted this as well when uh, they ran on a third and three in the red zone, and he flat out said, "He's like the only reason you run it on third and three here." is because you're going to go for it on fourth down, which they ended up doing on fourth and one. I believe right. they converted. I think so. Yeah. But, but yeah, beast uh, God, can you imagine Oakland versus Seattle? I mean, that could potentially happen. Yeah. That would be great. And then, yeah. you know, game's on the line. Oakland's down by four, and they hand it <laughs> to just, Beast Mode on the 2 It's just a total, line. oh, my God, just, just that would be so poetic. absolute poetic justice right there. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, and, and you know, let's, let's not uh, forget about um, – uh, Roberts too. Roberts is a sneaky stash player yeah, for, for. I, I like Oakland's roster. I mean, behind I mean, the Cowboys, I think they have the second best offensive line in football. Yeah, really good old line. Yeah, great franchise quarterback. And their good defense, receivers, and their, good running back. Their defense is looking good too. Oh, and you, yeah. Let's not forget you got Khalil Mack, Khalil just Mack, all world, Buffalo boy, everything, an All Pro at two different positions. Like, yeah, yeah, and a Buffalo boy. He's a Buffalo boy. Oh God, how did What's he go to UB? How? He should have been playing at Auburn or Alabama or Stanford. I mean, it, it's amazing. I mean, hey, we have to hang our hats on something. They've got giant, like, fat heads on the wall of him. I mean, it's oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah absolutely. A, just an animal. Just and they beast. just, I mean, they went right into Tennessee last week and just, just routed them. 26-16, yeah, final score. But, you know. But Mariota looked great, I thought. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's he's a solid QB. Uh, oh, he, yeah, he they got their franchise quarterback, absolutely. Which that's part absolutely. of the battle. And uh, not to mention that new uh, rookie receiver they got, uh, Corey Davis, looks outstanding. Yeah, I mean, he just kind of came out of nowhere. Yep. Um, you know, he's he's uh, competing with touches with uh, uh, Delaney Walker and uh, uh, Rashard Matthews. Now. Walker's such a um, such a reliable piece too. Oh Such yeah, a good veteran. Yeah, no, I think I think all of their targets were like pretty even. I think they were only like one, yeah, one off of each other. And um, I can see Tennessee being last year's Oakland Raiders, where the, you know they've been bad for so long and they just win a ton of games and come along. You know that's how it is in the NFL. You got to make steps each way. Like yeah. finally make the playoffs, and then you know for the Raiders this year potentially make the conference championship. See how they do in that. Maybe next year Super Bowl. You know, just keep. Keep progressing up those steps. I was dead on. Delaney Walker had seven. Uh, Matthew, I'm sorry, Davis had six, and Matthews had five. Nice. <laughs> they were one off of each other. It was great. Yeah. Um, no, I, it's it's going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun season. And you yeah. Know, oh, one other thing I want to touch on quick was uh, um, Carson Wentz. Looks like Wentz a Mania 2.0 is back on. He, he looked good. Uh, he looked he looked good. Um, Twenty six to thirty nine, three hundred seven, and two touches. Yeah. yeah, he had some picks, but yeah. I guess you know they've what? got a great defense. Wentz, Philly, Wentz they can ride to me, that. Wentz to me, I guess would be uh, like Eagles what you worry mentioned me about. Division. Well, it's like what you mentioned about Stafford. Yeah, you know that's kind of Wentz for me. I don't want to, I don't want to sink too much confidence into the into the guy. Oh yeah, I'm just not. yet. Um, we'll see. I mean, because he started out on fire the first five games last exactly. year, and then just completely faded. Yeah. So, and he's got you know Elshon Jeffrey now. It's a new target for him this year. It's a good target to have too. It's a good target to have. I and mean, on a one year deal. I, too, I always deal. feel like I always feel like Elshon's just always battling some random injury. Like you know, he's yeah. got like a toe injury, or he's got a you know a blister on his finger or something. I mean, there's just always something wrong with the guy. He's yeah. Just, he's never a hundred percent. You know who looked really good for him? Who finally uh, showed up was Nelson Aguilar. Yes. I mean, he has struggled, but he, he looked great in this game. I mean, Six gra- for 86 and a touch. Yeah, but 58 of those came on that kind of fluky play where he just happened to find himself open downfield and, and after Wentz. Hey, but his... he caught the damn ball. Yes, That's but, more than he's yeah, done the last few years. But you years. know what? I'm looking, at, I'm looking at Carson Wentz on that play, which I'll give, him, I'll give him love for that one because, I mean, he scrambled for a good – at least two minutes, which I mean, yeah, might not sound like a long time, but when you're when you got three hundred pound linemen chasing after you, I mean, he he was scrambling. Yeah, and and just to be able to get off, because uh, I think Aguilar caught it at the fifteen, I want to say. So mm-hmm. if it's a fifty eight yarder minus the fifteen, I mean, that was thirty three yards. Oh, now we're getting the semantics. Well, just saying. It's all right. Forty three actually. Yeah. Forty three. My math was wrong. But once impressed me. Um. Um, what really impressed me too was the Fox Lake game. Uh, the Packers just 
owning the Seahawks. I mean, complete you know, domination. It, and this has become a great rivalry they did, over here. They so did own just them, another yes. chapter. But the game itself, I didn't think was... It, it was kind of boring, it yeah. Was, it was boring, yeah. I mean, there was a really lot of the games to like that take away from There were no you know? real close games, minus Atlanta and Chicago. I mean, scoring's down. This happens every year, though. The way the collective bargaining agreement works now in the NFL... Players just don't get enough snaps. They don't get enough time in the preseason. Don't get enough time in the offseason workouts. They just, it takes a few weeks for everything to click. We said the same thing last year. Remember the first three weeks were like, the NFL is just, it's dog crap. Like, yeah. it's just not entertaining. It, it'll come along. Yeah. I mean, still, Rodgers looked typical Rodgers. 28 to 42, 311, a oh, touchdown. Yeah. Montgomery looked, you know, at times really good at the running back position. At times kind of struggled, but. He was good for checkdowns. I yeah. mean, you know, it's just checkdowns have become such a, a crucial part. It's you know, just you typical Rodgers and you Green need that you need that dual threat, and that's what Arizona's going to miss in, in David Johnson is yeah. that you know he was just such a dual threat in the running and passing game. And speaking um, of dual threat, uh, I mean uh, Russell Wilson, great quarterback, great dual threat, but man, can we buy this man an offensive line? Just running <laughs> I know, for his right? life oh, every every play. Yeah. Every play. Can't get the running I mean, game going because of that. He went scrambling for his life. He went fifty-one percent, uh, fourteen for twenty-seven uh, uh, with one fifty-eight. You know, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, but they just couldn't set anything up. Nothing was in rhythm. But, uh, their top. Hang on a second. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, their their leading rusher was Russell Wilson. Yeah, uh, he beat all of the, <laughs> all of the running backs. Yeah, when your quarterback is leading the team in rushing, I, it's not a good sign. No, um, I mean love a chance. You know what? Seattle is built with that defense too, and I just they are such a different team on the road than at home. And and this was also a, like it's oh, night absolutely. and day almost, and yeah. they've been like that for like the last five or six years. They're they're uh, the they're unbeatable at home, but they're just. Mediocre they're, or less on the road. Uh, I would compare them to the Steelers. They're they're the NFC Steelers. The Steelers are great at home, but on the road they're always shaky. Yeah. Um. I mean they they pulled off the win over Cleveland. You know, barely. but barely. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. anything impressive. I like Deshaun um, Kaiser too. I like what I saw out of the rookie. But you know what? I I, I also Cleveland liked about. We'll see if they've got their guy or not. They've got a good roster that's being built. Yeah. I mean, if if Kaiser's the one, I mean, who knows though? Because Cleveland's had I think twenty four. Quarterback since they came back in League Twenty Seven, something like Losing that. Track. They had like six yeah. last year. Remember, so we'll uh, remember, uh, what was his name? Brady Quinn was that? Oh his God, name? yeah. Oof, with his gorgeous, just oh, smoke yes. show girl. I remember that at the draft. Like, who is this chick? But uh, you know, just one quick little uh, thing about the uh, Seahawks Packers game, though, is that it was um, it was actually part one of the two part uh, revenge story. Uh, part two being Adrian Peterson uh, with uh, Cheeseburger Eddie Lacy uh, <laughs> playing against uh, you know his former Packers. Oh man, and, I wish I went, got paid to lose weight. And went for a whopping five carries and three yards, yeah. averaging point six. Which yeah. you know, hey, for uh, you know he got outrushed by Mike Tolbert this past week. I yep. mean, if that doesn't say just hang up the boots, I don't know what does. Yeah, that's rough. But uh, what do you think? Um, I mean, he had kind of a quiet week. I'm going to go back to the Pittsburgh game here real quick. Uh, he had kind of a quiet week. But what do you think of the return of uh, Bryant? Uh, I didn't see much of him. You'll have to – I didn't see enough of the Pittsburgh game to know for sure. All right. Let's, we'll revi- You know what? Let's revisit that next week because I think yep. he's going to make a, uh, a big impact, and especially after this week when they play Minnesota – and Xavier Rhodes is going to be all over Antonio Brown. Uh, we'll see how Bryant uh, did with his uh, year-long vacation there in 2016. Yeah. But um, let's take a look at the games for next week and see what you know is going to be our game of the week. And uh, oh, we're going to bring back a bet from last year where uh, we're going to bet on the worst game of the week per the line, and the winner gets to pick a movie for the loser to watch. So I'm thinking my pick has got to be Thursday night football. It's got to be Texans Bengals. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. The Bengals are at home. They're uh, minus five as the favorite. Uh, since you're new, I'll give you the honor. Who do you want? Who do you think is going to win this game, and why? Um, I think Cincinnati uh, will win it. Um, 
because I think they have the better offense. Um, just, I mean, I know Didn't they have Cincinnati just get shut out. I know, I know, but <laughs> here, here, but see the thing they is, have the same Houston, amount of points as Tampa Bay and Miami, and they I, didn't play last week. <laughs> well, this is what I'm Andy looking Gallen at though. Threw four picks, the yes. Red Rocket. All right, fair enough, but you know, Houston, no, I'll give it to you. I'll take uh, Houston. I'll take the points. You take take Houston. I will. Uh, plus that vaunted five. defense, they're pissed off. They're ready to play. They got embarrassed by Jacksonville last week. I mean, God, Jacksonville got ten sacks on them. My, my lord. Yeah. Uh, whew, rough for that offense. But I like I like Deshaun Watson. I like his future. I'm going to take Houston in the points. All right. I mean, we'll see how he does. It'll be his first uh, uh, start, you know, with the team, and and really the only person he has to throw to is uh, Hopkins. So as long as Cincinnati's defense can get coverage on him. Uh, I don't think that their running game is anything Oh, you mean to... Fontes Burfecht going low and maybe trying to blow out his knee? Exactly. Yeah, that's you know, that's Cincinnati Bengals football. Hey, take take the 15-yard penalty to get him off the field the rest of the game. So, <laughs> you know, that's fine. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm channeling Sean Payton here with the, you know, targeting. I think, I think you mean more Greg Williams. Ah, yes. Yeah, yes. that wasn't so much Payton's call. That's true. Um, so, yeah I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll take Cincinnati minus five. I'll go with that. All right, works for me. So what do you um, see uh, for next week's games? What's your pick for some of the best? Um, I, I know mine for sure is Sunday Night Football. Rematch of the NFC Championship game. Packers-Falcons at that gorgeous oh, yes. brand-new Mercedes-Benz Mercedes, Stadium yes. with the retractable roof that looks like the Whispering Eye. That's that's going to be fun to watch. Yes. Absolutely. Even Dallas and Denver, I think, will be a good matchup. That will be a great game. Uh, I think that's the late, the late Fox game. Yep. Are we getting that one? I, I don't know. I'll have to look Check into local. that, yeah. Um, but that one's uh, – all the other games are kind of meh, I think. Um, Seattle, San Francisco, Oakland, uh, the Jets. Oh, God. Yeah, the Jets are a uh, 13.5-point dog, which Oof. in the NFL, that's like a college line. Yeah. That's um, insane. Oh, Minnesota-Pittsburgh, that'll be a great game. Yes. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to that And one. Minnesota, I from the last line I looked at, is a seven-point dog. I would take that bet. I would take Minnesota, Minnesota and the points. Minnesota plus seven? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, over Pittsburgh? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh's... Defenses travel in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, de- uh, Pittsburgh's defense is not bad either. Um, but oh, and I, I would... I, I give you a guarantee of the week. I don't care what the spread is. Take the Patriots at New Orleans all day. Absolutely. All day. New Orleans on a short week. The Patriots get nine days of rest. You give Bill Belichick a week, he's good. You give him nine days, he's damn near unbeatable. Not to mention and that they're, they're they got embarrassed off at too. home. Yeah. Oh yeah. You you talk about lighting a fire under that team. The Patriots are now motivated. Absolutely. Look, I mean, it's gonna be rough. I I'm taking New England probably by seventeen in that game. Let me. Uh, I just I I want to uh, ask one more quick thing. Uh, yep. What was your play of the week this past week? My play of the week? Yeah. Oh, There's God, you a... put me on the spot. Let me hear yours, and I'll think of mine quick. Well, I'm going to steal one from your boys. Yeah. Cole Beasley. Ah, shoot. Oh, of course. Cole oh, Beasley. One-handed against the nameplate. Pinned it to the helmet. Wow. Behind the helmet and the shoulder pads. No, it was, it was right on the nameplate. Oh, it ridiculous. wasn't even the helmet. It was right on the nameplate to OBJ's in that Sunday It was game. good. I don't think it can really hold a candle to OBJ's. That was incredible athleticism. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Beasley's was amazing concentration. Concentration. He caught it on the sideline. He had to, you know, make tip-toe. sure to tiptoe to stay in. Yeah, I while mean, grabbing it with one hand. While grabbing it with one hand. Behind him. At least yeah. o- at least, uh, Odell had it in front of him when yeah. he caught it. That's well, a great kind point. of. I mean, you know, he, he caught it behind him and just pinned it against the nameplate and stayed in bounds. I thought it was outstanding. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to get to the tail end of it, wrap it up a little bit. Um, I feel like I, I need to mention quick, uh, you know, we're all, uh, with the hurricanes going on, Harvey and Irma, uh, you know, those people in our thoughts. I don't do the whole prayers thing because I think that's bullshit. Um, but uh, I'm personally affected by this, by the way, because my uh, mother uh, recently, about a year and a half, two years ago, moved down to Florida from upstate New York where she's lived all her life. And she had to ride out her now second hurricane. Uh, she lives in a um, uh, Vero Beach on the east coast of Florida. Luckily, the uh, storm did not direct hit them. But uh, she called me uh, somewhat during it before they lost power uh, to tell me that, yeah, they're okay, they're safe, but uh, water is leaking in through the windows. 
So, don't you know, my uh, stepfather apparently climbed up on the roof to cock the outsides of the windows during a hurricane. Uh, that just shows you the kind of family I come from, I guess. I don't know what that really says about me, but uh, he's a wild man, so kudos to him. That's some moxie right there. Yeah. You call this a storm? <laughs> I'll show you a storm! Yeah, I'm picturing uh, Gary Sinise right now. Yeah. So, uh, unless you got anything else, I think that's it. No, that's all I got. It's coming up. Yeah. Um, and, uh, talking about all these, all these games and, uh, I really hope the Bills go 1-15 so we can get, uh, Josh Rosen uh, yeah. in the draft. So. There you go. A little bit of optimism from, uh, hashtag Bills Mafia. Uh, guys, please, uh, hit us up, subscribe to Back Sports page under the hoodies. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at TonyCuse44. Hit up the show page at under the hoodies. Pete? Uh, at PD Stitz. PD You want to spell that out for the people? P E T E Y S T I T Z. Also, we have a Facebook page under the Hoodies Podcast. Uh, hit us up, like, comment. I really, really want to get some people to troll me. Like, I, I love just the disdain and the hate. I love when people argue with me when they have a differing opinion. So feel free to hit me up. Whatever you think we got wrong, whatever you disagree with. Yeah, neither of us have thin skin. So, yeah. you know, lay it on. Yeah, we can, uh, for we sure. Can take it. Yep. So uh, that's all we got, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Excuse me, Mr. Officer. Still love you like that. Extraordinary. Juice like a strawberry. Money to burn, baby, all of the time. Cut to fit the smell. Fit to cut the shape. Yeah.